everyone, and welcome to the Brain Yield Podcast. I'm your host, Vab, and this is The Guy. <laughs> the Guy. The Guy. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome, 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 guys. How's your week been, The Guy? I've had a good one. What about you? Well, I have been tapping into DeFi and institutional lending. I'm Ooh. thinking it's a topic, very cool. It's a topic that I'm thinking <laughs> that um, we can get into maybe in a few weeks. Yeah, for sure. This institutional money has to get in here to pump some bags. Yeah, right. Today's episode, though, focuses on mental health and getting wrecked. Okay. A topic I think we can all relate to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my wallet looks pretty wrecked. Yeah, so... All right, so you had a quote by uh, White Rabbit, was it? Let's start off with White Rabbit. He is active on Twitter. Okay. So also shout out to you, White Rabbit. Does he have a lot of followers? Should we plug his Twitter? Um, You know, he has 130-something followers, but so what? We show love to everybody here at Brain Yields. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be hating White Rabbit. No, no, I love White Rabbit. I love White Rabbit. Okay, so... August 4th, he tweets, I joke around a lot on here. I've been seeing many posts about depression and mental health. I lost some good people in my life to this. Mates, it is not worth it. If stocks, NFTs, and cryptos are bringing you into an unhealthy mindset, it's okay to take a loss and walk away. Yeah. Beautifully said. Yeah, very well said. I mean, how many of us, including myself, we didn't walk away. We still haven't walked away. We're strapped onto that roller coaster. And we're just getting wrecked daily. You're strapped onto the roller coaster even though the ride ended. Yeah. You're still there. Like, <laughs> you gotta go home. There's no home to go back to because we <laughs> lost it. <laughs> can, can you relate to that? I mean, I'm sure I mean, you've been yeah, doing I this can, for like a decade. I can definitely relate to taking loss. Experiencing failure or just having things not work out the way you planned. Definitely. That's just the life of an investor, life of a trader, life of an entrepreneur. That's yeah. what it is. You know what? I think with crypto, it has something to do with the addiction. The addiction personality. And it, it feeds onto your addiction. I mean, I'm not someone... I'm not a, addictive. I don't have that addiction personality well we all have addictive traits but yeah i was gonna go yeah okay no no go ahead oh, go no, ahead no, no nothing just like that everybody has some addictive uh trait you yeah, know? yeah. You, might, you might think you're not addicted but if you drink coffee every day you're addicted to that if you if you eat uh you know i don't know if, if you're if you're addi- oh sugar right. anything sure you, become addicted. you can be addicted to many many things yeah but with crypto i think it's two things to this addiction and gambling because Uniswap became the casino. Right. And if you ever go to the casino, you see this play out in the slot machines. When you bet a quarter and you somehow make it into like a thousand X, you put that quarter in and then you make $2,500. Right. And then you keep on playing and then the 2500 becomes 2500 and then you're back to that quarter and you're like, 
oh man, like let me just keep on pumping quarters in. And hey, man, it's been it's been a few hours. I think it's time for you to go home. Yeah. And you go home. But with crypto, you don't have to go to the casino. You just the well, casinos the casino, on your the casinos the, on your phone. The casino is your home. <laughs> the casinos your yeah. the casino is 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 your home. Right. And then you have also as But also like it's I don't want to associate crypto with gambling or casinos either. No, no, no. It's no, not no. that crypto is a casino or that everybody involved in in crypto is is a gambler. Yeah. It's just that it's easy for people to uh, experience it that way, especially at the beginning. Yeah. But you know what? I, I know that you play poker. You know, I myself play poker. Yeah. You you've been to casinos. I find the poker room to be the experienced traders, the blue chips. I find the slot machines in crypto to be all the shit coins. Well, and a lot of us were in the slots. Yeah, I mean, you also have the general gambling going on in yeah. poker in the, at the poker table. It's just about like the the participant. The general gambler in a casino plays all the games. Yeah, they play poker, they play blackjack, they hit the roulette table, they hit the slot machines, but. There is a di- the difference between a professional gambler, somebody that makes yeah. a living doing that, you know, and investing in a yeah. way you could say is professional gambling. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just a it's risk management. You're making bets and and then managing the outcomes. Yeah, you know, with a set of rules or whatever. But the difference is that the a just a degenerate gambler has no rules, has no plan, yeah. has no edge, yeah, has no edge, and they are just playing the lottery. They're gambling. Do you like, think, though, it's... Whereas, like, a professional yeah. has all those tools in his tool belt and can, you know, and can use it to extract whatever the profit is they're looking out of out of the market, or in, in the case of a gambler in a casino, out of the, out of the house. Do you think also it makes it... It's, it's more dangerous, I feel, in crypto because there's a thing called leverage, leverage trading. Yeah. And many people dab into leverage trading. Not even knowing anything about technical analysis, about charts, about nothing. And they yeah. just dived into this, betting things, betting on things that they had no idea. Yeah, well, the way that I think about leverage is just that it, leverage is just a tool. You yeah. know, it's a financial instrument that professional money managers use to manage mm-hmm. money. Mostly for hedging, actually. Yeah. Not even for taking directional bets and yeah. like, risking. But actually, re- reducing risk. Like leverage yeah. is used for money managers to reduce risk. But when you put like such a tool, such yeah. a powerful tool, in the hands of the uninitiated, in the hands of a rookie, in the hands of a gambler, in the hands of a DJ, yeah. it turns into <laughs> a very dangerous weapon. It could cause self harm. So you have leverage trading. You have twenty four seven Uniswap shit coins pumping every minute. Yeah. It's just a recipe. It's just nonstop. It's It's a casino like no other. I want to say I found a survey done February 2022 this year. Yeah. CNBC. They asked 750 crypto investors. And they basically said that a third actually knew very little about what they were investing in. They were just like they would follow callers on crypto Twitter and they will say, hey, bet on this. And then they will just trade on it. Right. You know, so you have, again... You have that 24-7 slot. You have access to leverage trading. Yeah, it's also a 24-7 market. 20, 24-7 market. It's like a market. casino that never closes, too. Never closes. So, I mean, you can imagine, like, some of the uh, by, some of the side effects of this is, like, sleep deprivation, 
Also, like, yeah. you're probably not eating right. You have nutritional issues because you're locked in because it never closes. And also, you nobody ever comes and tells you, sir, you need to go home. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm home. <laughs> yeah. Because you are home. You are home. Yeah. Not only that, I'm thinking also the perhaps how many people abuse drugs during during this to stay up. Oh, that too. Oh, that's another issue. Yeah. To substance abuse, <clears throat> either substance to cope with like the loss or or to enhance like your ability to to continue participating, staying up late, yeah, not resting, you know. So with all of this in mind, you know, I looked at what happened in November. For those of you who just got into crypto, just got into Bitcoin, welcome by the way, and let me share with you what happened in November, just in case you don't know. I think you do though. November Bitcoin hits $69,000. But sadly, it dropped to over 40% within a few months. When I looked at the top in November and I started looking at this chart, just going, just everything crashing. I, I Yeah, my, my wallet looks depressing, but I'm looking at how we're all getting mentally wrecked completely. And by the way, you called the top in November. I did. Mm. I did. I mean, it wasn't just me that did that. There were, no, yeah. But there were many from, people... In the market on Twitter and YouTube and, and other mediums sounding those alarm bells at that time when the market started rolling over and you know more experienced people they, they were able to yeah. to anticipate that yeah I remember you calling me telling me hey Vab it's, it's time and I was Ooh, like, it had been two years yeah like it was at that point by the time that the big Bitcoin double top happened the you know the cryptocurrency market had been on a on mm -hmm. a two-year yeah. just upward run 24 months straight I, I think for many of us we were saying no there's so no depending way. on what time depending you as yeah. a participant at what time you come in during that timeline you're going to you're coming in at different stages of, yeah. the, of this thing you know if you came in at the people that got that were in from the very beginning they did better than others because they their gains were obviously larger and it was easier for them to take profit people that coming in at the tail end of it are hoping to get those massive gains yeah and you know mm -hmm. and th when they don't they begin making all the bad decisions that snowball into getting wrecked yeah and you, I, I got the call but it's yeah. an issue of like when you yeah. come into uh, what part of what part of the so what phase of the cycle are you coming in well many of us came in in November well the ones who did come in in November what happens is that what happens is that the majority of participants don't really come in until it's mature Yeah. Because people, it's just psychological. Like right now, for example, right now is a great time to buy crypto. I mean, when right, no one's talking about but it. But nobody's buying crypto, yeah. right? Nobody wants or everybody's afraid. Or fear is dominating the market and keeping people away from making the sound decision of like accumulating at this moment in time, which is the best time. And people are going to wait until the market recovers and they're going to wait until an, an uptrend is formed. But by then, you're, you are not, you're not coming in at the, at the ideal time. You're coming in at a later stage where the amount of gains that are left are limited. Yeah. And the amount of time that is left of bullishness in the market is also limited. And that's, uh, that's gonna, that plays a huge role. You know, in the, looking back, I remember in November, man, crypto was everywhere. I remember Yahoo News, CNBC, my auntie was talking about crypto. Yeah. There's, there's a thing in marketing, which, you know, I'm going to use it now as my next top. That's how I know it's the next top strategy. What there's a it? thing in marketing that says... Tell me I your secrets. The, 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 the right term. But it takes seven, seven contacts for you to make a purchase. So if you see it on the train, the ad, 
mm. if you hear it on the news, you if have you to see have seven points of exposure, exposure of to finally make that purchase. Right. On you know, average. Yeah, on average. On average. Right. I think actually now it's 10 because you're bombarded with so much. Okay, yeah. In November, I remember hearing and seeing crypto everywhere. And I should have said, you know what? It is the top. But everybody in YouTube called a six-figure Bitcoin. There's also herd mentality in markets. Yeah. I understand that as well. One of the things that you need to develop to do well in markets is the ability to be a contrarian. You know, mm. to spot the moment in time when most people are leaning one way. Yeah. And... And you should be doing the opposite. And it's difficult because yeah. it goes against the human natural instinct of following the herd. Yeah. You know, this is we're pack animals. And, you know, we feel comfortable in herds. Yeah. We feel comfortable following uh, large groups. And we are out of a comfort zone when we when we leave the herd. Yeah. When we do something different from the rest of the social group. But in investing, it's absolutely critical to be able to do that. It is difficult because you're just that odd person. And especially when yeah. you are involved in these crypto communities of these projects which you invest in, Diamond Hand, Mojado, Don't Sell, Don't Listen to Them, Hold. And what happens? You're left holding and if you're still holding and you right now are in August, you've been holding your bags for over a year. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't feel right right now to be holding. Yeah. Because again, you follow that crowd. And the right way of doing it is like what the guy said. Just go the opposite way always. Right right now, as you said, it's time to buy. Like just right right now is a perfect example. You know, yeah. you have the majority of people afraid to invest, but it's actually the best time to do so. You know, this is a time to be a contrarian. Yeah. So now let's go into something that I I'm seeing a lot of in crypto communities and Telegram and social media. And what's that? I'm seeing a lot of people post things on depression and suicide. The Celsius and Luna tobacco oh man i you know i went into telegram during that time and to certain groups and a lot of people were talking about how they wanted to end their life because a lot of their savings was was tied there right they, they lost everything basically yeah. and also they didn't if they had a spouse they didn't tell their spouse they didn't know how to tell their spouse yeah and there were stories of course from the media of people that have committed suicide that jumped off bridges because yeah. they lost everything. And then it hit home when one of them, one of the of the chats, the mods pinned a suicide hotline number mm. and website because there were so many comments. Then back in June, like two months ago, as a mod of some groups, I started getting... You started um, getting like private messages? I started getting private messages. Hey, Vab, you know, I invested in this project. What's going on? I, I feel depressed. I feel hopeless. I had thoughts of suicide, and I myself. What did what do you what did you tell them? I, how, did you, how did you respond to those messages? I basically told them this is not the end. This is not the end of your life. I cannot guarantee that you're gonna make back your money. Yeah. But what I can tell you is that this is not the end for you. So just you know, just stay with me, and I will check up on them. I will check up on them daily, mm. and then some of them would just not write back, and hopefully you're you're still there. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah. this is just such a yeah. fucking crazy world. Yeah. What crypto? Yeah, this is this is <laughs> this is it's but but I love it. But I love it. Yeah. You know, so I became emotionally, I guess, attached to some of these groups and I worry a lot because 
a lot of crypto. A lot of these communities, I haven't looked at the numbers and the figures, but I would say it's men between the ages of 20, late 40s, a good number. Yeah. And it's funny because a few weeks ago, there was a, this um, this wrestler. His name is Patty. Mm-hmm. He's a mixed martial arts fighter. I don't, I don't know Patty, but... Well, he, he did a, he won. And at the end, he gave a speech about mental health. And one of his friends actually had just committed suicide. Oh. And he says something. Because of crypto or? No, no, no. Okay. Me- mental health. All right. He goes into, and I quote, mental health is the biggest killer of men aged 21 through 45. Yeah. So, actually, I saw something. Yeah. That, uh, some, some sort of government agency did yeah. a study recently that there's been an increase like a 50 percent increase in in deaths for people aged like 18 to 40 i don't know if it's mental yeah. health related or not but it might be yeah mental health is really a big issue right now and it's also larger than just crypto we also have a lot of societal stuff going on yeah that would be a whole that's a whole other and thing. An, actually an entire podcast yeah. within itself yeah yeah but yeah but, but I yeah wanna, but you were saying so i want to go into our stories of getting wrecked and maybe that will help out somebody out there who's listening because we, we are still here and we're yeah. optimistic and we, we keep grinding yeah. and this is a long journey for us. Yeah. Oh, it's a never-ending journey. So that's you, the OG, yeah, the man well, here with the decade experience. Well, I started investing and trading in 2008 mm-hmm. and it was a, it was like literally like a trial by fire because when I started getting into markets, it was like a, it was a market crash. Yeah. I got into markets when the market crashed. And, you know, I experienced those first five, five to first, the first five, seven years of investing and trading was all just a up and down roller coaster. I had success, but also failure and just learning how to, just learning how to develop the skill sets required, yeah. you know, which is mostly just patience and discipline, a stoic attitude, if you're familiar with stoicism, it's a philosophy of denying yourself pleasure and comfort in order to be able to mentally deal with the realities of the world, the harsh realities of the world. When you say that, I picture a man beating himself with a whip. (laughs) Self-flagellating? Yeah. 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 No, it's not quite like self-flagellation, you know. (laughs) You don't have to take it that far. But it's just, uh, you know, prepping yourself before engaging uh, for the real possibility of failure and having a plan uh, for dealing with it so you're not caught like by surprise and you don't get into like a, a death spiral of bad decision making you know that ends up with you losing everything yeah you know but the way that to achieve that is by me being mentally prepared and you know and practicing stoicism anyway so yeah so that those first years of in markets there was a lot of ups and downs, lots of failures, I lost my life savings many, many times, but I never gave up, you know, I never quit. If, if I dared, if I dared to ask, how many times did you lose your life savings? Oh, I mean, more than five, less than 10, Okay. you know, somewhere in there. Uh, and every time I did it, it was like, I had no one to blame but myself, Yeah. you know, at the end of the day. I mean, I could blame the market all I want. I could blame my friends and family. I could blame all sorts of things. I could blame all sorts of things, but it's really just my fault. Yeah. Because I wasn't uh, taking it seriously. I wasn't taking it seriously. I wasn't taking it the way that you should. I was risking too much. 
I was not maintaining discipline. Yeah. I was not following my own plans or sometimes not making plans. And again, you know, the market's going to strip you naked and show you every single fault of your of yourself. That's what the market does. And it's up to you to rectify all those things. But yeah, definitely one of the worst, not one of the worst, but just the one that stands out to me the most as far as getting wrecked. And it was like not even, it was not even the worst mm -hmm. uh, failure that I, ex I have experienced because to me the worst failures that I've experienced in markets is when I lost all my savings. And that happened early on. You yeah. Know? There was a point after, there was a, a point after, you know, after like 2013, I started in 20, 2008. And, but yeah. after like 2013, 2014, I was, I had at that point, I got to the point where I, I never ever again like lost all my savings yeah. by being in the market, you know, ever because I had learned enough. Like I had gotten burned enough to know that you don't do that. Yeah. And what do you have to, what is it that you need to do in order for that not to happen to you? And I started implementing those things. But the one that stands out for me is, the 2021 like spring 2021 like when bitcoin broke 60,000 for the first time and you know we were like in the middle of the bull market and i personally was had was doing extremely well you know i was in heavy heavy profit and i knew that the bull market wasn't over you know uh, i i was very confident about that and because of that overconfidence, I made the mistake of not following my own rules and my own investment plans. Mm. I didn't take enough and didn't yeah. take any profit at all uh, during that run-up. So that when China banned the Bitcoin mining and the market tanked overnight, you know, and surprised everyone, I panicked. And in that panic, I made mistakes that snowballed into a seven-figure loss. And while it didn't, <clears throat> while it didn't. Yeah. While it didn't take me out of the game, it was it was you know it stripped it was, you naked. It was it still, yeah, it stripped me naked one more time. I mean, yeah. Even though I'd been I've been I've been doing that for like ten years already and been profitable in the whole thing, but you can you never stop learning in markets. Yeah. And if you think that you know more than the market at any moment in time, or you think you're better than the market, or that you don't have to follow rules or something, like you're about to get taught a real lesson. You know, <laughs> you're just on your way to get taught a lesson at that point. So for me, that was like, that's the most recent one, uh, but I'm thank, very thankful for it because the lessons that I learned over that summer of 2021 allowed me to do very well in the market for, for since then. So I'm glad that, you know, and I'm sure there'll be, and I'm sure as, you know, I'm going to have other experiences or you never, it's never ending. The market is a never ending uh, journey of, of learning of learning yeah. about yourself yeah so i'm sure that there'll be other revelations like that the market revealed to you that the greed inside of you hadn't left yet yeah well the market revealed to me that you know i was the market revealed to me that i was not just greedy uh -huh. but also overconfident yeah. you know it's just too you know my ego it's like in top gun like i don't know if you've seen top gun no but there's a line that the guy goes to Tom Cruise, like his commanding officer, is like, you know what, Maverick? Like your ego's writing checks your body can't cash. <laughs> and that's, that's a good and one, that, and that's what I was doing. Yeah, you know I mean? your body's writing checks. <laughs> my ego, my, my ego was writing checks, checks that my body can't cash, and and that never yeah. ends well, you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's my that's like the one that stands out the most because it was like a big lesson for me because uh, it wasn't the hardest 
that was not the hardest experience of losing or having failure in the market for me. Those again, like I said, those came at the earlier yeah. in, my, in my career. But it was one that like I thought I was over that already. I thought I had already overcome, overcome that, those that, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the market taught me again a seven figure lesson in that hey man, Baby, you can ready. never take off take your eye off the ball. Mm-hmm. You take your eye off the ball even just for a second, I'll yeah. take all your money from you. Yeah. You know? Don't the forget market. it. <laughs> the market is an unforgiving beast. Oh yeah. Mark doesn't give a fuck about any of us, okay? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so that's my story. And you know what? Sadly, a good chunk of investors in crypto are, is retail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the market fucked with retail pretty hard. But it's not just, it's not about like retail or not retail. Yeah. I mean, look at these guys from Three Arrows Capital. They used to oh know that. They, yeah. they were like yeah. smart money, you know. They, those guys were not retail at all, and look at them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those guys probably can't even pay their rent right now. No. And they wrecked so many people as well. Like, it wasn't just them. Like, they yeah. took a bunch of people down with them, too. too. Yeah. It's horrible. So, I read somewhere that a seven figure loss is actually greed. Yeah, In definitely. The, yeah. yeah. So, this is one greedy bunch here at Brain Yield. Yeah. Because. <laughs> the guy had a seven-figure loss, and I myself also had a seven-figure loss right now in the markets. And it happened to me, just like maybe a good number of you. I invested in some projects last year and some out projects. I started off with like $800, I want to say. And I saw those $800 balloon to an amount that I never thought possible. And back in November, I actually took a screenshot of this because in my mind, I was like, in the event that I get hacked or this just disappears, I want to, sh- I want to have proof that I made seven figures in yeah. the market and I actually have a picture. Yeah. Do you have it like on your desk? Or? I have, I have it on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I have it on my phone and um, at the top. I had... Like next to your baby pictures? <laughs> You're such an asshole, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're such an asshole, dude. I'm sorry, I had I'm at sorry. the top, it was like 1.8 million. Nice. At the top, 1.8 million. And a week later is when you called me and you're like, hey, man, cash out. Yeah, and I remember that conversation. And you even told me, you know what? Don't, don't cash I out even the whole t- thing. I even told you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to... Take the entire profit. Just no, no, take no. a partial profit. Who cares? If you're right, what I remember what I said to you, yeah. I was like, if you're correct and this project is gonna like ten X from here, then you're still gonna make a ton of money. Um, yeah, you told me you that. Know, you're still gonna make a ton of money, so what's and the issue? I told you I was like, No, you're gonna see that. Because Bitcoin hadn't hit six figures and everybody and their well, mama that, was that saying that. Everybody up. that. That everybody, fucked me up. That, yeah, that really fucked everyone so up. So I'm like, No, the Kaisers are saying it. You know, like yeah, everybody's like, saying like Snoop Dogg is, is everybody. Like, you know, so no, there was nobody in the market that didn't think at the beginning yeah. of the twenty twenty one like bull run that wasn't confident that Bitcoin would hit six figures. There was almost no one. There was no analyst. Yeah. There was no hedge fund. There was no investor. You know, there was no one that didn't think that at the start. So I had one point eight million in my wallet. Yeah, and then I was I was heavily involved in these. <sighs> communities that tell you hold diamond head hold diamond head it's like and, it, and they're like cults by the way so i'm holding my bags it's like gangs like gang like, mentality come on like just like don't sell don't worry we're gonna 10x and i'm like man if i can just 3x the 1.8 million i'm done yeah and you know what 
looking back, I was already done. One point eight million from eight hundred dollars. Fuck. You were. You were I was done. done. You had but done I was it. like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna open up like a resort property. <laughs> <laughs> no way. I'm gonna do a school. I'm yeah. gonna give my my mama this money. I'm, I'm gonna give my my friends this. Yeah. No way. If I'm gonna win, my whole village wins. Yeah. Nobody's winning right now, by the way. <laughs> so I I lost it and when I lost a, I mean I walked out with five figures and a bitcoin so it was I mean again well, I, did, did, I did pretty good but yeah, still, still I, I mean still the because potential. your initial investment was just like $800 yeah so you took $800 yeah and ballooned it to $1.8 million yeah yeah and it, was, it was ridiculous and in that moment you did not realize like the position that you were in no 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 yeah. right but you still did great, though. You know, you still came out with many, many multiples yeah. of that original investment. But it was which my, the, which is the objective. But it was my first time getting wrecked. I haven't yeah. been in this for a decade. Before. You know, I've been yeah, just this, buying Bitcoin and holding. So yeah. this is a whole experience for me. Yeah. So with with that experience comes insomnia. This is like this was your first like uh, yeah, go at, yeah, at yeah. Like, actively trading. No, this with this experience comes insomnia. Comes, I mean, even to like to this day, I replaying everything over and over again mm. and one of the things i worry about and we have talked about is you know i i entered this and i ballooned this because i come with no experience with nothing right well so we you, talked about how your lack of experience yeah yeah was and your lack of knowledge was one of the things that allowed for the return to balloon to yes. that level and because we're other more experienced uh, investors would have taken profits a little yes. earlier or at least partial. And yeah, you don't make as much, sure. But you, but you actually you make more doing that you do. than allowing the investment just to go yeah. up, you know, until it reaches some magical number. Yeah. So now my, my fear is mentally that's, that's, that's keeping me up at night is because I have these scars now, it's not about would I be able to identify another cocktail bar, another flocky, another sure. A, B, C, and D is where I, will I have the the courage to hold to see those numbers again? I don't know. And that keeps me up at night and, that's, and that messes with my mental health. Yeah. So I'll, let's go into tips. I'm going to just give one tip that I, that I learned All right. and that hopefully the audience can take with them for the next bull run. Do not tell and this is this kind of weird but i feel this is important do not tell your loved ones what to invest in as well mm, very important because right. you're dealing with your own bag right but when you're dealing with the phone calls of, of your mom right. of your of your aunt of a b c and d you have to try to contain contain yeah. the rectness to just yourself yeah. And not like pass it on to others if you can. Because if you told the, the whole village, guess what? Sunday's yeah. is going to be empty. Mama's not going to call you no more. Yeah, because we're also yeah. trying to, we also want to hear in crypto, what we also want to do is get other people in because there's a lot of, you know, crypto is not just about making money. Crypto can make the world a much better place. Yeah. It can really enhance our freedoms. And yeah. And, you know, make the world a fairer place, more equal, more, more equality for everyone. Crypto has these, yeah. these powers. So we want people to come in and, 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 and use like decentralized finance and, and save in Bitcoin, understand what hard money is, yeah. like understand like how the financial system works and 
and get into like the, the social revolution aspects of this. We don't want to, you don't want to scare people away, you know, which you, which you will if you are yeah. like, uh, shilling them like very risky, you know, tr- uh, investment opportunities that it blow up on in their face. We're, we're just like, we're doing that is just delaying the adoption process. Instead, it's wonderful technology. Instead of telling them what to invest in with their money, tell them, hey, you know what? Just instead of that, why don't I recommend to you books? For you to educate yourself. Nobody wants to read books, Fab. No, okay. I know. But you know what? Just break it. Okay, if not books, podcasts. Sure. YouTube. Right. But don't tell them what to put their money on because if not, it's going to mess with you even yeah. more. That's all I'm saying. Don't yeah, tell them what to invest in, but tell them, look, I'm not going to go there. But if you want to learn about this so that you can make your own financial decisions, here you go. Here's my list. What's yeah. your tip? I would say that to me, the most important thing about investing trading is to understand that it's mostly about psychology it's mostly about being a success comes when you are able to manage your emotions and keep to a discipline keep to a plan uh practice a stoic mm-hmm. uh, you know a stoic um have a stoic approach to what you're doing and i'd say you know a little tip that i would mm-hmm. give that helped me was to understand that my the profits are not not yours until you remove them from exposure to the market yes so yes yes you know you let's just say you went on uniswap you bought something you know you put in five hundred dollars it hundred x on you now you're sitting on a fifty thousand dollar profit in your wallet uh and you might think that money is yours you might think that oh wow like it's I now I have like not now I'm the owner of like fifty thousand dollars. If yeah. you look at it, it's in my wallet, but it's not yours because if your intention is to put that money back into the market from that wallet, going back, going back to Uniswap and continuing to put it at risk, it's not yours. It's not yours until you completely remove it from any type of risk whatsoever. Yeah. You know that doesn't mean you have to put it in the bank. In fact, like you, you shouldn't put it in the bank because that's risky. But you should not. You should not put it back into... It's not yours until you 100% know that it's not going to be put at risk again. Maybe you bought a house with it or, yeah. or you know, took a vacation with it or or just put it in cold storage. Or cover your life expenses for like a year. Or so cover you your life expenses for a year or, you know, all these, all these things where you yeah. do realize, mm-hmm. where you realize the profit, right? And, you know, because until then, it's just unrealized gain and it doesn't belong to you. It belongs to the market and the market will take it from you and you're going to then suffer. Then what happens with that is that like then you you have like a it comes with an emotional toll and it causes mental stress because now you feel like you lost money. Like, you you know, you had those 50,000 and then you went back and kept trading. And now you're now you're like down 50 percent and you feel like you lost $25,000 $25,000 but a trick that helps me is to just think of it that like well that was never my money yeah I, I never had $25,000 that's not mine yeah. that belonged to the market I never took it out I never I never realized that profit and uh, that helps because if because what happens is that when you don't do that it it, it just the mental stress like causes a snowball effect of bad decision making you go on tilt yeah yeah like in poker it's called going on tilt and it just ends in like you know just getting wrecked it never it always ends the same so that's my tip just don't remember the money's not yours <laughs> <laughs> until you can actually you know 
you know, until you're using it for something other than continuing to take risk. Before we go, I want to say if anybody out there is going through any type of depression, suicide thoughts, we are on Twitter. Feel free to send us a message. Um, I will reply. The guy will reply. We're here for you, DJs. Yeah. Yeah. At the end Brand of the day, tier. I mean, money is, is not. Yeah. Know, it's not the important thing. Have a great week. Bye, Bye. Bye.